0: All right. That's my favorite, 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 favorite musician, Shirley Scott. Great organist with It Don't Mean a Thing. Of course, it means a lot to me. (laughs) I think she was the finest uh, organist, jazz organist there was. There, There are a couple and they're all good, but she's a favorite of mine. By the way, she was a organist at Abyssinia Baptist Church in Harlem for quite a while. She was married to Stanley Tarrantine, the great tenor saxophonist, or saxophonist, however you wish to pronounce it. She died in 2002 at the age of 67. But get to know this lady and her music. What a treasure we had. And, you know, right there, you could just go to church, sneak it in, you know, sneak in a little jazz. Go <laughs> praise the Lord, but also get a little jazz in on your Sundays, but... That was then, and this is now. This is Lead Stories, I'm Yatrice Lead, and it is Free Your Mind Friday. Now what is that? Free Your Mind Friday is a kind of free-form program in which you raise issues you think are important and about which, this is very important, about which you have an opinion you must have an opinion to participate in this program today for your mind Friday, because what you're doing is you are giving us your pointed personal point of view on a subject or a matter. And you, you you don't have to apologize for that. You have your point of view be prepared to answer questions and people would probably follow up and take your position on. But the idea is, you know, I hate, <laughs> I hate to use the word hate, when I, I hate wimpy opinions. Well, I got the do it. who wants that? No. You have an opinion about something you feel strongly about something, you believe you have a good position on it, present it and see what people say. See the reaction you get. That, too, is part of what we must do to train ourselves to be part of, you know, the, part of the, the ruckus out here. When people take a position but they don't defend it or they don't defend it well or they don't even know if they have a position because they're all over the place. No. Have a pointed view and you state your position and you back it up. Hopefully, you make sense. If not, somebody would just rip you apart. And you deserve it because that's what is required on Free Your Mind Friday. You want to bring our attention to something very important and about which you have an opinion. You know, many people are not used to having opinions. Or if they have opinions, they keep them to themselves. They're terrified. Uh... Being naked out there, as it, as it were, where you you bring everything down to the common denominator. Nobody has to guess what you're saying. You're not intimating and hinting. You say what you have to say and let folks deal with it. Of course, that doesn't give you a license to be obnoxious. <laughs> You'll be polite and and, uh, friendly, but the point I want to communicate to you is, if you have an opinion worth defending, let's share it and let the chips fall where they may. 888-874-4888 is the number to call to get this process started. I'm looking forward to some strident opinions today that well, whether you agree or disagree, you can see the sense of it. You can see the logic of the thinking in it. That's the big that's the big benefit here. All right. So what's on your mind today that you're freeing it of? Let's hear it at 888 874 Four eight eight eight. Jeremiah from New York. You up first? You on the air? Oh, I'm looking at my uh, wrong sheet here. Eight eight
1: eight eight seven four four eight. Oh, can eight, you hear me? Can you hear me? I'm sorry, yes. I, had, I had my phone on mute. Yes. Oh. Can you hear me, Teresa? Yes, I can. There we go. I'm sorry. Sorry, I had my—I—I I didn't realize I hit mute on my phone here, and I hope it's not too windy where I am <laughs> outdoors. I wanted to thank you again for the opportunity to present last week, and I wanted to just follow up in the way of solutions, which I think is an ongoing discussion. A few callers. Um asked what are the solutions in the face of the emerging biosecurity state? And uh, you know I was generally emphasizing the idea of forming affinity groups. And I think that's great because that's where the solutions come from. But I also think there's also uh, the technique of non-participation, and I wanted to add that, which is you know I wore a mask out of consideration. For some period of time and out of uncertainty about the whole situation. But, you know, at this point, you know, I agree that we should generally as a technique, as a tactic, and just a, basically in returning to a natural way of life, we should stop engaging in COVID theater. So one of the best things that people can do is refuse testing. I think, you know, in some cases, I guess people had to be tested to return to their places of work, to... Travel, but um, wherever you can resist, refuse testing because this incessant testing of everyone was the basis for this uh, this global enterprise. And you know, I think it's unprecedented of asking people who are healthy, who have no physical symptoms, to constantly be submitted to tests. And I think um, that's something we shouldn't cooperate with. And likewise, um, we shouldn't wear masks. We should just simply say, no, I'm returning to the natural state of affairs, which is my unmasked face. And, you know, I just wanted to emphasize that as a technique of resistance is non-participation. And also being vocal in institutions. Like, for example, we have a strange um, situation now where music venues and cultural venues are maintaining their own vaccine mandates when the cities and the states themselves are dropping the mandates. So, you know, I think we should contact those institutions on social media, by any way possible, call them. And just say, I don't think it's up to you to um, recommend um, medical procedures for your attendees or for the artists who perform at your venues.
0: Okay. Well, thank you. Thanks a lot for getting us started off today. Gail from New York, you're on the air. Hi. What are you freeing your mind of today? I am so disgusted with this Supreme Court nomination of this judge. I have extremely um, strong misgivings about her. Uh, I don't see anything good, I think, just because um, she's African-American, that people are jumping on the bandwagon. Um, Some of the major reasons and concerns that I have, I think we actually have another Thomas. I think this is Mrs. Thomas about to take the the seat. Um, Out of 22 discrimination cases, She upheld, she dismissed or ruled against, I should say, 19 out of 22. She has a lot of support from FOP, a lot of support. That's the Fraternal Order of Police. Not everybody knows what FOP means. Okay. The Chief of Police, a lot of support. Then I'm concerned also that it seems, I'm not sure, I don't know how many of um, Biden's um, appointees um, are married to Caucasians who don't have our experiences. So I'm concerned about her being swayed, um, you know, in a different direction. She's made statements about staying in her lane, um, and that to me, was problematic also. Um, She's also made statements about not um, uh, putting her own experience aside. So those are just um, some of the major reasons I can think off the top of my head why I have a lot of misgivings, and I pray to God that she's not seated. Well, okay. Uh, What do you know of her lawyering? Oh, I think she has the education. I'm not saying that she doesn't have the background, but I'm saying that, and she's made statements like um, she's independent, you know, and I think that she was speaking to us, the um, African American community meaning don't expect me to be, you know, which she, I think she's proven. I don't see, I don't know, I haven't heard, I haven't read anywhere that um, she has proven to be progressive or someone that um, we should be anxious to have seated on the Supreme Court. It's a lifetime appointment, and once it's done, can't be undone. are you familiar with the full gamut of her legal opinions and the cases that she has heard no I know that she uh, what is it something she's made rulings on 500 and some odd cases I haven't had uh, um, enough of a chance to um, delve into all of them but again what my major concern is if you have all these police organizations you know very much in your corner there's a reason for that and again you know you rule out of 22 discrimination cases you rule against 19 of them. I mean, you can't even eke out a, 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 at least a no, That's not how the law works. It's not a game of, the, you know, you have the majority number or you have a minority number of cases. You have to read the law, you have to read her opinions. You have to appreciate the fact that she's not talking off the top of her head. That is vital to forming an opinion about this judge, or any um, judge. Well, I'm sorry. I just have extremely strong misgivings about her. And I again, I pray that she's not seated. Okay, well, again... Is your is your view, or are your views seated in a scientific study of this judge's opinions? And the answer is no. Right, but she is reacting just, on the basis of something else. It's the support that she has that frightens me. No, how could support frighten you? She has the support of this or that person or this or that organization. Okay, great. What do you know of her actual opinions that she has written? More than 500 of them. Right. How many of the 500 would you say you have seen or read? I have not. I have not other than uh, knowing that 22 discrimination cases out of those, yeah, but you, you don't know of the law in those twenty-two discrimination cases. You see, this is a problem. I, I'm. Sorry. I will bring it straight to you here. It's my feelings, and I'm sticking to my. Yeah, but that that, that that doesn't that doesn't pass muster. That's my feelings. But who cares about your feelings? feelings? I'm interested it's in the the it's science it's of it's your decision. Bad. All, regardless of what other people thought about what I felt, and that's what I'm doing. I'm expressing my feelings. Yes, you're expressing your feelings, but you're a grown person, and by now you should have come to a certain conclusion about how you form feelings. Your feelings are either informed or uninformed. What is it? As far as I'm concerned, as an African American female, oh, don't, don't go there! Don't go there! I'm, I'm not listening to that stuff. As an African American, well, this is my life. This is my experience. So, yeah, so, my what? Experience. so what? So what? It's your experience? life, so you're entitled to be ignorant. No, I'm you're black, doing... so you're entitled to be ignorant, and I'm... use that as a way of butt battering somebody when you know nothing. Okay. You have have no scientific, you have no independent basis of forming an opinion, and yet you insist that having an opinion matters more than everything else. I'm saying, and firstly, I think that was very wrong of you, host of no host. I respect you for a very, very long time. I've known you for going back to, oh, don't, uh, save, save the introductions as, as a way of, uh, more as, more. save the palliatives. That's to the I, point. I think for you to be insulting of my feelings was very unjust. Oh, a, you're wrong. You're wrong. I oh, you're not hearing it. me. Either way. Either way. Okay. You're not hearing me. I am calling you out is what I'm doing. I am okay. calling you out. And you have no defense, no real I, substantive defense for what you say are your views. To those are not views, me. those are your feelings. You invited me to, and others to call in with our opinions. That and is not an opinion is what I'm trying to tell you. Do you I, know what an opinion is? I, How I, one arrives at an opinion? I did not call. Her. You, haven't, you haven't read any of her. You haven't read any of her uh, rulings in more than five hundred cases. You haven't read any. And you you feel safe in saying and condemning or making in- intimations that there's something miss here without having read a single opinion. How could you do that? Because I already gave you my reasons. or Those are not reasons. We are grown people functioning at a whole different level. Hopefully. We're not going to tolerate people castigating and beating up other people based on how you feel. No, you either know what you're talking about or you don't. No, but you know what? I think that there's a lot of people out there that would, if you had not attacked me, that would call in and say a lot of things. But I think... Oh, you're going on, you're going on, you're trying to figure out how to get out of the jam you were in that you put yourself in. Listen, all I'm saying is this. Just to get to an opinion that's worth defending... I... Think that An opponent opinion, opinion is not worth defending based on how you feel. All right. Well, I think you've got to come stronger than that. You I have to have more ammunition than that. This is how I feel. So then I could carve somebody up. I could tear somebody apart. I can make uh, summary judgments about people based on how I feel. This is how I feel. So what so I what? said. What I said in my introduction was that I, when I said I, I meant me personally have very strong feelings. Oh. So that's my you, feelings. There you go with the feelings again. You have strong feelings based on my, what? My feelings, There's I'm entitled. Plot. Those are my feelings. I'm entitled to them. I don't want to hear about your feelings. You have I'm an opinion that's worth Hearing or you don't? In? Why are you inviting don't tell me about your feelings? I'm not. This is not a program about your feelings. You talk to a psychiatrist or a sociologist or somebody about your mm-hmm. feelings. When we are talking about your opinions, you want to present evidence to defend your conclusion. I you, my reasoning. It's not reasoning. That's what I'm trying to tell you. That's not reasoning. Police organizations can support you. So what? So what? Are you aware that those police organizations may, in fact, have a sizable membership of people of color? Now what do you say? Your presumption is, and this is the assumption you're making for us, She is highly thought of even by police organizations. The word that you decided not to include was white, isn't it? I already spoke about her husband. Don't tell me about her husband. This is a woman. She's grown. She's professional. Talk about her. All right, but don't tell me she can't be swayed by her husband. Don't tell me that you know that she can. All right, you don't know that she does it. Okay, you treat You don't know that she does get swayed. I add my, as I stated in the beginning, my misgivings, and you have a... Uh, Oh, here's the thing. What I'm trying to bring to your attention is that you have a very weak argument. You have no argument. It's all about what you're feeling and it's not scientific. scientific. You cannot tell me you have read even one, even one, even half of an opinion written by this judge. Thank you. I add my opinion. That's not your opinion. I don't regard it as an opinion. It is you just flapping your mouth. You're talking, hoping that you can stimulate people into anger where you are right now. If you have an opinion, you're hinting that there's some kind of science behind it. I want to know what is a science. What backs up your so-called opinion? Here you are in public. This is the point I'm trying to make to you. You're castigating this woman, this black, this black woman with absolutely no evidence of what it is you are putting forward as your chief points against her. You're joking. And we have to end this. You are... Chopping up a person, her reputation, all the years that she has spent studying and whatever it is, whatever you think about it, you think about it. But you're gonna tell me, you have an opinion about this judge, having never read an opinion by this judge? You've got to be kidding. And I'm supposed to accept that as, as, as okay, no, you are trying, in fact, you are engaging in the assassination of somebody's character based on, And then you cover it up by saying, well, oh, this is how I feel. Who cares how you feel? You either have a point that you can prove that you can back up or you don't. Conclusion, you don't. Eight 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 seven four four eight eight eight. Patricia from New York, you're on the air.
2: Good afternoon, Patrice, and good afternoon Hello. to the Moran family. Thank you. Good afternoon to you too. So I want you to take a take
0: a breath and count to ten. <laughs> I took a breath a while ago. i will now count to ten. One, two. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. What comes next? Oh, ten. Good,
2: good. So, I want to tell you what I did with my outrage yesterday because, as you know, outrage is just another word for stress. And as you know, and I know, stress is not good for your immune system. And I wanted to share that with um, Brother Ed yesterday because I heard. His, I heard the passion in his voice, I heard the anger, and I too was angry. So what did I do yesterday? Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez was holding a town hall uh, in her district, which is not my district. I'm in Manhattan, but she's in the Bronx and Queens. But I, I got in my car and I drove up to the Bronx. And I have to tell you, the, she, if, if, hopefully she will stay in, in public office enough because she's the future. Of the Democratic Party, the Democratic Party has clearly failed us. However, I was really impressed with her, and I absolutely shared with her my outrage at Biden's announcement about the integration of 100,000 Ukrainians yesterday. I shared with her people's uh, uh, the 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 outrage of. of the immediate people in my family the immediate people in my circle while that may just be you know 10 or 20 people that's 10 or 20 people and i su- and i ex- suspect that there are a lot more black folks who feel that way? I said to, her, I told her that this was going to present a problem for them in the midterm elections. This was going to present a problem for them in the 24 elections. She acknowledged my statements. She listened. She listened uh, intently. She acknowledged what I'm, what I said. She didn't say whether she agreed or disagreed, but she listened, and it was clear that she got the message. And so I say all of that to say. My headache didn't go away, so this morning, I started calling every elected official I could think of. Because I think even if we believe that a phone call will not change policy, what it does is express outrage, and it lets elected officials know that there is resistance, and to the extent that they don't know the extent of their resistance, that's something that they're gonna have to figure out. But to say nothing, Uh I, I think is, is not, it, it, you know, is, is not prudent. And so I made tons of phone calls this morning. Um, the last phone call I'm going to remake on Monday because her, I got her voicemail was again to Joyce Beatty who I've called before and left messages with her, with her staff. Part of the resistance is speaking out and speaking out to them so that they don't believe that black folks are complicit and agree with this policy. So that's where I am.
0: Okay. Uh, I agree with your tactic. I think it's, it's, it's good that you personally expressed it to Ms. Cortez, Ocasio-Cortez. I agree with you also that she is a new generation of leadership if, if she stands strong. And the question is whether there will be more opposition to her from within the party to scare her into obedience or to uh, take the position, well, I don't want to make waves. So I'm going along with the party line. That's what scares me about her. This is what I saw
2: yesterday because I am as concerned about you. Nancy Pelosi, I heard rumblings that she's going to try and primary her. But I will tell you something. Number one, she started this meeting on time, 6 p.m. on the dot. She was organized. She had slides. She Spoke about issues. When I tell you, she spoke about issues. She spoke about Hurricane Ida relief. Well, some of it was, of course, uh, specific to to her district. But she spoke yes. about Hurricane Ida relief. She spoke about the taxi medallion rescue plan for the tax. You know, for those brown taxi drivers who have been killing themselves because they, you know, they purchased medallions that they could never um, afford. She talked about. Re- she literally spoke about issues that have direct impact on her constituents and i'll tell you something else exactly the way you see her on television that's exactly who i saw yesterday so there's wow. no question that that's that in order for her to but i'll tell you the people who there were about 100 people there last night and i think her support is good i don't think that she has to be concerned not that she won't be primary she will be but i think she has demonstrated through evidence that she has the, that she, her sole concern is for the people, not the party and not for self. Her sole concern is for the people.
0: My hope is that the people recognize that and mobilize behind her because she really has a double whammy here. The party is against her. The party you know the, the the people who run the party or people who believe they own the party they're not in her corner, and we don't need the public to join that cabal. we need people to act independently to give her support or signals that they under excuse me they understand the difference between her and the general party, and they going with her. I think she's okay.
2: In spite of, in spite of the opposition that she's going to get from within her own party, I think she's okay.
0: Great. Thanks for contributing today. 888 is the number to call. It is free your mind. That's a very, very heavy word today. Free your mind, Friday. Veronica from Delaware, you're on the air. Hi, good day. How are you? Fine, thank you uh, How are you doing? Oh, well, I hope I have it together this <laughs> time, <It's fine, laughs> but um uh, <laughs> it one at a time good uh, good so, uh I was gonna say that um, I would like them to cancel the debt um that's the what they the campaign promise that they ran on um okay um, now who are the they and the them that you're talking about sorry i would like uh the the president can cancel the debt i would like the the campaign promise that they ran on i would like them to do it However, what's the campaign what's promise? You? No, you have to make Just this clear for us as we are listening debt. to you. What is the campaign the promise that they And the educational debt. Um, I would like them to demilitarize the police and the military so that they can fund the American people, um, so that the mortgages do not go up so that the hungry children in Mississippi and Alabama would be, that the people would be able to eat and have, uh, non GMO food that they could have adequate food throughout America for all the people. I would like, um, Health care across the board for people. I would like them to fund. Let me, let me interrupt uh, you for one second. Here. Yes, ma'am. You're telling us about a long list of things that you personally would like. Well, not just me. These all things, things get done. Uh, they, because they would get done if uh, they would actually allow people to they would consider the vote in our tax money and follow the actual Constitution because it's supposed to support and supply. Our tax dollars are is supposed to fix our um, roads, bridges. It's supposed to, education is a human right, just as housing. they built all these housing throughout America and Uh, Now they're offering to give it to people that are coming into uh, the same planes that took the Haitians out of here that was beaten in Texas, USA, brought people from Afghanistan here. And now they're discussing bringing more people here from Ukraine, whereas they've never discussed bringing people from Somalia and there are people oh, right oh, here oh. that need adequate housing. But Hold it down, because you can't, you, hold it for a second. You, you you can't, you can't just do a spray paint here. <laughs> spray paint the whole canvas in one fell swoop. What is your, your biggest point in all of it, all of what you have said so far? What is, to you, your most important point? Cancel the debt. Cancel the debt. What does that mean? What does that mean? I would like them to cancel the educational debt. I would like them to cancel the American debt that was incurred in the last two years. I would like them to cancel all the debt. Okay. Who are the them? The president has the, uh, the the war to cancel the debt. Okay. And do you think he could just wake up in the morning and say, "Oh no, it's good morning to cancel the debt. I think I'll do just that. It's actually a law that was put in in 1969. Um, that the president has the right to cancel the educational debt. He can do that. Um, besides that, they were telling every American they had no money to do all these things that uh, we were out there marching for and, um, all the different, all of a sudden money, they were able to print money to fund these, uh, different people and to fund a war that we cannot afford because it's going to cost us. It's going to cost the increase in all the things across the board. It's going to cost. Uh, Health care, it's going to cost all these things. And I'm saying for what is here right now, if it, it could be used, you know. Um, there are could buildings you, all over. Um, yes, I if they cancel the debt. Right. I understand. We, Have right. you done any particular research to get a handle on the size of this debt? the fact that they uh which one which one of the debts uh the, the the debt that that you're talking about collectively what is the okay. sum total so far if you have done that research what is, the, inc- what is the number okay um the increase in the military budget would more than cover the cancel the debt the, but increase. you're not saying what is, what is the number? What is the magic number that you want to cancel donor? I don't have it in front of me. I do not. Okay. Do you know the process of canceling a debt? How it works? I know that there is a law that it is already. Been established um, and it was updated, I think, in 94 that the president can cancel the educational debt, and that's what I would like. Oh, but for all Americans. But that, at that time, that pertained to that time, there's a process. Do you know what the process is to cancel the debt? Any debt? That massive? Yeah, well, um, I, I can say it uh, two ways. The same way that they decided to fund the war. No, no, no. Uh, you, you, you're answering the wrong, you're giving me the wrong answer to the right question. Do you okay. know what the process is to get any debt like this that you're talking about canceled? What is the process? I do not know the detailed process. I just you do not said. know the process that's right a, that's now. Even, I know you, you don't know. That's you don't know the detailed process. You don't know the process. No, no. Okay, I do not. So it is important for you in mm-hmm. discussing a point like this, which is a very important point. Mm-hmm to have a handle on what the component parts are. How do you cancel or how is a debt of this nature canceled? What are the politics of that? What has to happen in order to have support for the cancellation of the debt? Can the president be compelled to answer? Yes. And to cancel the debt? Yeah, everyone would have the right. They would, uh, well, all that can able-bodied people that are interested in canceling the debt, they would need to write to their local as well as their representatives, as well as their senators. Um, they can do it online. They could do it, um, through social media. And everyone should contact them because it concerns all, um, all people. And yes. it will, you know, improve our standard of living every human okay. being. You're making a good point. I understand, you know, the, the, the benefits as you lay them out, but that is not how the world works. That is not how politics works. You don't just say, I would like very much if you would consider canceling the debt and then you have a good night's sleep because you've done the right thing. No, no, no. I know this that. is a fight. It is a fight. Do you understand? Yes. This I is do, a huge fight. More. Yes, it, so yes, how do you, how do you recommend people get ready if they want this? For the fight. What has to happen for them to be prepared for this fight? Organize, educate back in the streets, <laughs> uh, writing, uh, educating people everywhere, each place we go, wherever we can reach people. That would be the proper procedure. <laughs> I'm talking about a fight, I'm not talking about procedures here. Okay, you don't go into a fight. You, said, okay, do I you go, hit first, so. and I'll hit second. And you hit third, and then I'll hit you with the fourth chair. It doesn't work like that. People are either prepared to fight or give it up. Well, they, everything else is wasted energy. energy. More than millions of people are more than prepared because these are the fights that we were fighting before the pandemic. So we must. Yes, but what, what, to pick what, up the man, but what, what, what evidence, what evidence do you have now that they are as prepared now as they were then the same conditions exist. They are more, so they are even yeah. worse, uh, the, the, the fact that we have more people that are now facing, um, homelessness and they are being, Oh, I'm sorry. Um, everything you're saying, everything you're saying is correct. It makes sense. It is true, except we have to go to the courts. (laughs) We have to write. Again, we have to, you have to, fight. So, you have to yes, fight. We have and to fight. And there's only one word that is important here and that is organize. You have to organize and fight. Yes. All your statistics, all of your compassion, all of the many points that you have made still make sense. But... These, they're not going to help you win your fight until they are real. People have to basically get involved and make the threat real. We are going to kick you out of office. We are going to switch to another party. We're going to go someplace else. These are the ways you fight. You don't just, you could be as polite as you want. You could be as logical as you want. That is not going to help the situation. You want a bill passed. You want to compel the president to do something. You have to have the ammunition. And well, we're not, we're not we do not seem to be enthralled about the the prospect of fighting to get what we want. We, we, we have the good ideas. We have some idea of how things should work. We've got all of that. We don't have fighting power. Well, uh, uh, different people have their different skills and, those people that are in the street <laughs> need to get back in the streets. Those people. That <laughs> have, you, know, you, know, it's, you know, you're making me laugh it's because like it's like, this. you're giving yourself an you excuse. To, you're giving yourself an explanation. No, you need to in the fight I'm in the fight. <laughs> there, there, there's no you're in the fight. I'm in the fight. Okay. Well, I'm the breathe. fight. <laughs> start the fight. I'm with you. I'm with you. I like people who are dedicated to fighting the good fight. If you are one of them, start organizing and finding more people like you and let's get this fight on. But you will find out that many times people say they are dedicated. They want this change. They'd like that to happen, but they're not prepared to fight. They think that's for somebody else to do. There's nothing that I'm that I've never been willing to do that I would not tell anyone else. You have to be willing to serve so, the people, and I am. So I here is, you know, gar- gar- Here's I- your assignment. Here's your assignment. You got to go find at least a dozen more Veronica's and start something. I already we have UAM. That. We need the younger generation and so many other organizations that still exist. Well, there you go. Thank you. Thank you. I, uh, you, you, you inspired yes. me. You gave me hope today. Thank you. Yes, let's, let's see. Marcus from Wisconsin, you're on the air.
3: Thank you very much, um, uh I, I, I wanted to bring up what would politically marginal, but I think extremely important. Um, and it has to do with what you talk about in your opening um, about forming an opinion um, and being able to make an argument for your opinion. I, uh, th- this is one of the things that Americans have been suffering from for many, many decades. And um, th- the problem is in the classical education model that existed going all the way back to the Middle Ages, the way people were taught was... From a very early age, before they were ever taught any subjects, you know, math, science, language, they were taught and were expected to practice three main subjects that are no longer taught. This was taught first. First was grammar. You you learn the components of the language, how it's used, what a sentence is, what a paragraph is, et cetera. Then you are taught logic. This was usually based on religious teaching. This is what the old arguments uh, about, you know, that come from the phrase, uh, 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 an argument about how many angels can dance on the head of a pin. Well, you, in the Middle Ages, you actually had to make a, a reasoned argument for that based on biblical teaching. So the idea was to exercise logic on what you know. And then the third thing was a subject that is no longer taught in the United States called Rhetoric. Rhetoric teaches you how to construct an argument. An argument is different from an opinion, and an opinion is short of of proof of, of persuasion. It's it's based on probability. Everybody has them. An argument, which is what I think you're asking for, is something entirely different. An argument has to has to be persuasive and convincing. You see, long ago, the idea of literacy was more complex than it is now. We think of literacy just as, oh, I can read the words on a page and understand basically what they mean but they also had what were called the higher literacies which is not just the ability to read and write but to speak and communicate and persuade based on your mastery of grammar logic and rhetoric so People don't recognize what are known in rhetoric as the basic, common, logical fallacy. For instance, this has been destroyed, and I blame journalists for this. Um, <laughs> means, I you'll see why. You'll see why. Begging okay. the question has a very specific meaning. It means it's a type of circular reasoning. I'm just giving you an example. So if I say, um, I'm against the tax increase, for instance, because increasing taxes is, is bad because you have to pay more money to the government. Well, it assumes the premise. You see there's no argument there it's the illusion of an argument and people can't recognize this kind of false argument the one we're hearing right now is called uh, in latin the ad verecundiam fallacy which is well it must be true because the government says so so it's it's an argument based on because it comes from authority that therefore it must be true that's structurally a false argument you see it, it, it wouldn't it, it, uh, somebody in the middle ages would have said well that that's a false argument you can't use that americans can't recognize that false argument so the ad hominem argument which is the one most people know about you don't have an argument for your case so you attack the person right (laughs) well that's not an argument in any way shape or form it may be an opinion but it's not an argument so This is really, to me, the greatest crime that has been committed against all Americans, especially the ones who think they're educated, because they don't have these skills. They don't understand the structure of grammar. They don't understand rhetoric. Most of them have never heard of it. And they don't understand the use of just basic logic. Now, these are not absolute perfect rules that guarantee you uh, a, a perfect argument or to recognize a false one. You can break all the rules of the logical fallacy and still have a true argument, but if requires judgment and skill and mastery of these things to see what they are. So I, I would ask you, with your future callers, <laughs> to rather than have an opinion, which you know I think everybody has, that's sort of a general thing, but can you make a persuasive argument? That's, okay. that's what it's about. Right? So that's really all I wanted to today was, was these basic historical ideas that Americans have been literally deprived of. If you read the history of it, this stuff was intentionally excised from American education. It was very consciously done. Let me tell you something. if you go to oh, we
0: well, you, you can't tell us anything right now because we're out of time. I'm sorry. Sure. We, you, you, we have to be excised from the programming <laughs> time right now because we, we run out of time. But you make a very strong point. Mm-hmm. I happen to agree. Um, and it's a point that I myself have shared, and uh, it is important to people. This is why we have free your mind. Okay, so you make a statement. What? How do you develop... What is the discipline that you have uh, developed and invested in your argument? Let's hear it. And therefore, it either makes sense or it doesn't make sense. Thank you so much, Marcus. Thank you all today for contributing and for making the program so worthwhile. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Have yourselves a good weekend. Try to hook up with people who bring meaning to your life and do some work, organize your work, and let's get together again on Monday. Bye-bye.